Hey there, this is Yang, and you're listening to episode number 131 of Our Young Creators, the podcast. This week on the podcast, I have something special for you. We have a two-part series coming up. The first part is the full interview that I did with my own personal yoga teacher, Irina Miller, about tapping into unseen resources to manifest your heart's desire. At the end of that interview, Irina offered a visualization for us. So that visualization is going to be part two on episode 132, so you can come back and tune in anytime to listen to that visualization. And trust me, it is so good, you're going to want to do it lots and lots. And now, without further ado, here is episode number 131. Cheers! What began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators, a podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the wrapping up of week number two of strategies for a successful summer video series right here at Our Young Creators. I am so excited to bring on my second guest today because it's somebody that I have been connecting with now for a while and I just adore her and am privileged enough to be able to participate in her weekly virtual yoga classes. And I'm sure she'll tell us more about that as well. Before we jump in with Irina, I wanted to take a quick minute to introduce myself if we haven't already met. My name is Young Pratt, and I am the Chief Dreamer right here at Our Young Creators. And here at OIC, we are committed to equipping kids with real-world skills like podcasting so that they can go out there, serve the world, create a life of their dreams, and fund all of their adventures in the process. I am so glad to have you all back here with me watching live on the replay or listening over on the podcast. If you are live, let us know you're here and say hi so we can say hi back to you. 
So my guest today is Irina Miller, and Irina is an intuitive yoga teacher and an energy healer. And like I said previously, I've had the privilege of being in her virtual yoga club for a few months now, and I can tell you it has literally changed so many things in my life for the better. And today we're going to talk about some of those unseen things so that we can start recognizing what they are and manifesting our heart's greatest desires using yoga, and by shifting our energy. Irina, I want to welcome you to the show today. Thank you. Thank you. What a joy to be here with you. I am so glad that you said yes to being able to come on and share your experiences and your knowledge because your knowledge is very vast. I would love to know, first of all, how you got started in intuitive yoga and energy healing where did that stem from well i actually in high school decided that something needed to change and shift and i came across an incredible book actually two books one was the artist way by julia cameron and then the other was the celestine prophecy and it kind of revolutionized Mm -hmm. what i was uh, doing and how i was thinking about things and then when i was in college stressed beyond belief right thinking how am i going to get everything done a girlfriend of mine said hey you know what we need to go take a yoga class i told her you're nuts i don't have the time for it i've got too many things to do and i'm out of my head with anxiety forget it and she kept bothering me and bothering me and finally i said okay just to make her quiet i'd go it'd be faster (laughs) and i went and i felt so relaxed I left that class thinking everything is possible. I can get all of my projects done. I can do, you know, um, my papers, my midterms. It's going to be a piece of cake. And that peacefulness that washed over me was so priceless. I knew at that point I needed to learn more. And that was 20 years ago. And that's when I really kind of took what I started to open the door with, with the artist way and the Celestine prophecy and said, you know what, there are things that are affecting us in our life. And we don't realize how much that stress is having a physical effect on our body. Sure, we know, you know, high blood pressure and, you know, maybe increased chance of diabetes or other illnesses that are health related. But what about everyday stuff? You know, when you've got your household, you know, items to take care of, household responsibilities and being an entrepreneur and being a parent, having all of that weighing down on you, you can start to notice things like your, one of my clients is grinding her teeth a lot. You know, mm-hmm. another one of my clients lost her voice and she had two massages and couldn't get rid of the backache. And after an energy session, she was able to feel that pain alleviated from her back and her neck. She found her voice and she was able to go live at her big event. She had to stand in front of over 100 people and give all sorts of talks. She was the hostess. And, you know, that would, she was so worried that she'd lose her voice. So it's interesting how everyday events can affect us physically. And we don't even really pick up on it. So that's where the yoga comes in and even just visualizations or being aware of, you know, how we can catch a mood, like a bad mood. You think about, oh, if we're around somebody who's angry and irritable, how easy is it to walk away and and not be at least a little angry? (laughs) So that's, yeah, so it's kind of a, a long, adventurous, winding path that brought me here. Well, I'm so grateful that you started that adventure and you kept going and you're doing what you're doing now because you're being able to 
be such a benefit to so many people's lives. And I know that I've met so many friends online recently that we're connected with, and they all come back to you. We're connected through you. And I just love seeing those relationships form because I know for certain that if they have worked with you or chatted with you or have been your client, they definitely are in a different kind of mind space, a different energy space than some of the people that I might hang out with locally or even that I meet online. So I would love to hear a little bit more about this idea of energy and how do we shift our energy in the event maybe someone is in a bad mood? How do we not let their energy start to invade our own internal person? Yeah, this is such a fantastic question, Yana. Get goosebumps because this is what's going to revolutionize the world. And this is what really will bring peace because, you know, it's it's wonderful that Michael Jackson song, you know, like if you want to make a change in the world, look at yourself in the mirror, the man mm-hmm. in the mirror, right? Because it does begin with us. And part of really connecting, hey there, Angie, thanks for joining, part of connecting with the world and realizing where we end and someone else begins is a huge accomplishment because we do throughout the day pick up other people's energies, other people's stresses, their anxieties, their worries, and their fears. Now, here's something interesting. If we're picking that stuff up, we probably have a little bit of that or, you know, a decent amount going on within ourselves. It's kind of like a match. We're going to draw to us that matching frequency. If we're in a frequency of, you know, happy day, good vibes, you know, everything's coming up roses, we'll find those happy moments. But you wake up in the morning, you stub your toe, next thing you know, you know, you like sleep through the alarm, you know, you spill coffee on yourself, you're late to, like it snowballs, right? All that bad stuff you think, oh, there's a cloud over my head. So learning where we end and someone else begins enables us to say, ooh, you know what? I'm really worried and anxious, but let me ask myself, how much of this worry is mine? Like if I were to do a scale of zero to 100%, and it's just intention, imagination, playfulness, right? There's no right or wrong answer. You're just going with what you're feeling. So you say, all right, I'm really worried and anxious all of a sudden. I've got this feeling in my tummy. How much of this is mine? You might say, hmm, you know what? 20%, 80% belongs to someone else. And then you realize, you know what? I was talking with my friend this morning and she was really worried because she's got a launch coming up and her webinar didn't go the way she planned. She only had, you know, seven people show up and getting the replay out was tough. But, oh, you know what? In the end, it did work out for her. But the worry, I kind of caught on to that, like, oh, what about my own launch? And did I get all my ducks in a row? And it snowballs. So that's how we start to recognize where we end and someone else begins. The other way that can really protect you from picking up the bad vibes quite as easily, once you kind of know where your boundaries are, is being very grounded and present. It's so interesting because you can do visualizations to be grounded and present, but really it's just being aware of your environment. It's kind of like when they say, you know, when you're leaving um, a department store at night, you're going into the parking lot, be aware of your surroundings. Like, you know, don't be distracted. Like, oh, where are my keys? And where's my bag? And oh, I'm fumbling. No, have your keys in your hand. You you kind of look around as you're walking. And, you know, that alone will will really be a great lifesaver. And that's the same thing with not catching other people's moods and energies. Mm -hmm. You're aware, like what's going on? A visualization that you can do 
is you just take a deep breath because whenever we take deep belly breaths, we're really calling our awareness or our attention back to this moment now. We're not daydreaming about like, oh, what am I going to make for dinner tonight when I get home? And oh, did I check the homework? And oh, did I pay that bill? Now you take that deep breath and you're aware, you're present. The next thing you can do is visualize. There's two ways you can do this. You can either visualize roots growing from the soles of your feet deep down into Mother Earth, anchoring you and connecting you. Or if you're having kind of a rough day, you can ask, right? This is all imagination and playfulness. You can ask Mother Earth to reach up and like beautiful little vines or tendrils wrap around your feet, your ankles, maybe even your calves, maybe even if your whole leg, if you're feeling really distracted and like squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> it's Mother Earth's energy just holds onto you and anchors you to the earth. And then you're grounded. And think of it like electricity, right? If you're going to a plug in your house, you want to make sure that outlet is grounded so you don't get electrocuted, right? You don't get zapped by the energy. Or if you want to make sure that you're safe, you know, outside you're wearing rubber shoes, you're not standing in water so that you're grounded and the electricity won't zap you. So it's energy, right? Everything is made up of energy. Even the things that appear solid, you know, like the coffee cup. You know, physicists have proved the atoms are moving at some rate. It's solid to us because they're moving so slow, but it's moving. It's energy. Anyway, it's so exciting. I go on and on. <laughs> well, and that's such um, a beautiful image, too, about being able to be grounded and using Mother Earth as this supportive character to help us find our centers and sort of be able to find our truth within ourselves. And I know for those of you who are listening and you might be thinking to yourself, this sounds a little bit woo-woo, but it's very true that everything has this energy. And even if it is solid, there is still a vibration about that. And when we start thinking about everything as energy, moods are energies. Are, you know, it's just such a fascinating topic. And that really leads me sort of to the next question is about how do we use this energy once we've grounded ourselves? How do we then move from this place and move forward to start manifesting and making our desires start appearing in our life? Yes, this is a great question. So one of the things I love is thinking about cultivating, if you think about your heart like a garden, right? You're cultivating the garden of your heart. So we've got our heart's desires. And if you think about it like the garden outside, you want to make sure, you know, your soil is full of nutrients, right? If it's soil that's been depleted from previous crops, previous dreams that didn't work out or disappointments or weeds that have crawled in, and you plant a new seed, it's not going to grow very well. So you want to tend to the garden of your heart, which means you want to take a look at your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings around your heart's desire. And you want to make sure that the soil of your heart, right, is a fertile place. So practices like the art of gratitude is a wonderful one for cultivating the garden of your heart and making sure that you kind of weed out the thoughts of, Oh, you know what? I know you really want to make, you know, $3,000 in sales this month or 5,000 or 10,000, or you want to get to that two comma club, you know, down the road. But are you sure that you really can do that? You know, are you, 
you know, are you worth it? And it's like that little voice that sneaks in. Um, one of my teachers says it's like being in the bad neighborhood and the dog's barking. It's that weed that creeps into your garden. And if you have a lot of those thoughts around kind of at this real base or even at a subconscious level, when you're trying to manifest your heart's desires, those things are going to creep in and it's going to make it difficult. So the first thing you want to do is start weeding out, right? The thoughts, the feelings, the emotions that are going to block you from cultivating your heart's desire. So you're just stepping to the role of observer. There's no judgment. There's no right or wrong. You use the mantra. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. I get the thought that I don't know if I'm really worth, you know, so much money a month, you know, or hmm, I don't know if, if I can make this work with my kids. <laughs> Are we going to fight? <laughs> you know, so you start weeding out those thoughts. Hello, Amanda. Thanks for joining. The next thing you want to do is you want to kind of feel out the idea. And this is a beautiful example that comes from Carolyn Mace. So you cultivate the garden of your heart. You've weeded out the bad thoughts. Next thing is you want to really test your um, idea, your dream, your heart's desire, and make sure it's something you want to manifest. So we get these inspirations and these dreams that come in through the crown of our head, right? Like, oh, I want to be able to, for myself, get my daughter involved with helping me repurpose content and, and working with you and, and helping her um, come into the family business. You get this inspiration, right? And then you start to see it in your mind's eye. You're like, Ooh, I can see it, right? I'll put a little desk next to mine and I'll get her her own little computer and, and big earphones and she'll have audacity and she'll be repurposing all the content. Then you get excited and you start to share it with people and you're like, oh my gosh, you're never gonna believe what Yang is doing. She's got this amazing program. My whole family is gonna be involved in it. And then your heart gets passionate about it. And you're like, oh my gosh, what a dream, you know, to have the whole family involved. We're working together. It's the family business. And then you come into your upper bed and you're like, oh, the confidence to this. I believe I can do this. I believe that we can make this a family business, make this my 10 and a half year old. She can handle this. And then you get into the lower belly. Now, this is where a lot of dreams start to fizzle out because this is where you have to put something of value up to match your dream. Before it was just daydreaming. It was talking about it. It was getting our heart into it. But now the, the phrase is, you have to put your money where your mouth is. So the second energy center, the lower belly, you're going to be saying, okay, I'm going to invest some something of value into the stream to make it happen. And then once you do that, then you bring that dream into being. So kind of just even working through that is so helpful because you might find a lot of dreams, you get to a certain point and you're like, Ooh, I don't know if I believe I can really do this. I did this, for example, with a, a teacher training. I was going to team up with someone to do a yoga teacher training. We come from two different schools of thought, but we thought we'll complement each other. We talked about it. It was great. But when it got to my upper belly, I just didn't believe that I could match in integrity, um, like stay true to my truth, um, because we were just so very different. So I decided to step back from the project at that point. And it was, I was able to save a lot of heartache and um, discomfort because I realized that that wasn't a true heart's desire. So that can be very helpful when you think about this. So those are kind of two paths to go. And those are great strategies. And I know both Amanda and Angie who are listening now are working on some really big dreams and they're manifesting some really awesome things for the world. 
So I know that if they can take these strategies and start implementing them and putting them through the filters and use these grounding techniques that you're sharing, it's going to help them so, so much. And I know it helps me all the time because I'm fortunate again to be able to have you whisper these words to me multiple times during the week to remind me that it is possible and to remind me that it's exciting and, you know, we can, we can make this happen. But I love being able to think about the garden as the heart and then moving that down, filtering it through the upper belly and lower belly. Now, are those particular areas, are those chakra areas or why are those particular areas important? Oh, such a good question. Yes, they are energy centers or known as chakras, as you say. And these are our, you can think of them like our energetic digestion system. <laughs> it's the way we process in all of the information that's coming to us because everything's coming as waves, right? Light waves, sound waves, energy waves, these frequencies. And as it comes through, right? Because like sound and light can go through anything. It comes through our energetic body and into our physical body. And what helps us understand and process all of these unseen resources or unseen energies around us are those energy centers. That's a piece of it, right? And you have seven main energy centers in the body, and they're all associated with, um, you know, elements. You've got the earth, air, fire, water, spirit, also associated with colors, associated with, you know, the root chakra in the pelvic floor is associated with are your basic physical needs met day in, day out? You know, second energy center, finances and relationships. So yeah, so this filter that I kind of brought you through is a great way for kind of testing those different areas. You know, the inspiration and guidance, kind of that clairvoyance of being able to see it, being able to speak into it, the throat, the heart. So yes, it's just a different way to kind of um, uh, interpret the energy that comes to us. Uh, yeah, this is a really great question. There's so much done and written about it. And that's fun, too, how the yoga can complement it, because yoga helps open up and balance the different energy centers. But, yeah, I, and I think I can see where everything comes together. And there's such a, this beautiful harmony about understanding the energy and then understanding as we're moving our body, how we can move it in certain directions or certain ways to shift the energy. It's been fascinating to, to be in classes with you where we, I can actually feel things shifting and it's, it, it sounds crazy sometimes to think about it. If I was using my logical mind, but how does that even work? I just know that it does work. And that really sort of leads me to the next question. And that's about being blocked. So say, for instance, we're having this block about money. Maybe mm -hmm. we have this, this limiting belief about, you know, there's never enough money. Maybe we grew up kind of having that as a theme in our life. How do we then start, first of all, to recognize that it's a block and not really a, a, a true thing it's not it's not really a reality we're just making it so and then how do we go about unblocking ourselves beautiful beautiful that's another great question and this is where a lot of the visualizations i find can be very very helpful um when you talk about energy blocks around money and finances and limiting beliefs usually that has to do and and everything is kind of connected but just kind of zooming in it starts usually in the second energy center, which is two to three finger widths beneath your lower belly, 
and it's in the very core of your body. So this energy center is our relationship and finance center. And if we have a limiting belief about what we're worthy of or what we deserve to earn, it's nice to, you can do physical yoga poses like hip openers or belly down back bends, you know, like a bow pose on your tummy or a cobra. And that can kind of help get into the physical layer of it a little bit. What's really nice that you can do is you can do a little visualization. And if you're up for it, I'll walk you through it. It'll be like two or three minutes. Yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you. Okay, cool. You're welcome. So you can keep your eyes open or closed. I just usually close them to kind of block out the distractions. And I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Now, as you take these deep breaths, I invite you to imagine and visualize again the beautiful roots going from the soles of your feet deep down into the earth center. And as they go down into the earth center, or Mother Earth reaches up and gently holds on to you, I invite you to bring your awareness and attention, again, we're using imagination, to the lower belly. And as you come to the lower belly, Know that the lower belly can also be connected to the throat energy center and even the third eye, the sixth energy center up in the center of the forehead. And right now, as we're bringing the awareness and attention to the lower belly, I want to invite you to imagine this beautiful energy center that's in the very center of your body. It's like a little ice cream cone. And it's going to be parallel to the floor. It starts really tiny in the center of your belly. And the cone moves out, widening to about three to four inches in front of the lower belly. And the same thing happens in the back of the body, in line with about the top of the sacrum. So it's like you have two ice cream cones coming out from your lower belly in the top of the sacrum with a wide opening facing away from you. And I want you to imagine that you have a little vacuum cleaner. And you can vacuum out the little front cone and the back cone. And if any area feels a little hesitant or stuck, you're just going to say hello to that. Let's say if your imagination says, oof, I can't vacuum out this particular area. You're going to just take that breath and just imagine maybe a sponge instead. And as you clean and clear out, this energy center of where you may have collected any thoughts or beliefs of what you should be making, what you could be making, what you can't be making, anything that's blocking you, just vacuuming it out. You're going to just allow the vacuum to do its work on its own. And we're going to come to the crown of the head, just about an inch or two above the top of your head. And here to imagine vacuuming up any limiting beliefs or thoughts you've picked up around this connection and relationship to money. Just vacuuming it out, especially other people's ideas that they put into your space. And as you vacuum it up or kind of mop it or sponge it, you're gonna send that vacuum or sponge to a beautiful sun, golden sun. It could be the sun in the sky, just sending it to the light essentially, where it'll be transmuted into something of great beauty. And then imagine a golden light washing over your whole body, like the sun shining down on you and warming you, filling the crown of your head with golden light and filling that little ice cream cone in front of the lower belly with golden light and the back of the body that's right in line with the sacrum, beautiful golden light. And you just take a breath. And you can slowly open your eyes. <laughs> 
Thank you. You're welcome. How do you feel? I feel so much lighter. It's amazing. (laughs) And that just all of the visualizations you use and the imagery, it's so vivid. And that's just really what I appreciate about your work because by being able to tell these beautiful stories in such a way that we can imagine them actually happening. There's just such magic around everything that you do. So thank you for that visualization. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, it's just one way of many. Just kind of the basic overall. So I want to make sure that anyone catching the live, the replay, or on the podcast, I want to make sure they know where to find you because I'm hoping this conversation gets them to think about more questions they have about clearing and blocks and how they can use yoga and shift their energy. Where can they come and find you? Yes, yes. Well, definitely my website, irenamiller.com. And if not on my website, I've got a wonderful weekly show I do on my Facebook business page, which is just Irina K. Miller. And you can always uh, stop by noon on Wednesdays. I've got a live show or you can catch the video replay. Just look at that video tab. No need to sign up. Just come in through the replays. Super. And Irina, when we wrap up, if you wouldn't mind coming back and popping those links into the chat, that would be lovely. That way people can just click and find you and reach out because I know that if if they're wanting to do more work in the area of clearing blocks and really getting in tune with themselves, I know they're going to come find you. So thank you for all of that. I want to ask before we wrap up, if there is one final piece of advice or strategy you can send everyone off into the weekend with as far as really thinking about manifesting their heart's desire. Yes, I would say the biggest thing that comes to me is this, I do it often, but it's to kind of get you in your center, pull your energy out of other people's spaces and kind of release other people's energy out of your space. And it's just the simple little hand gesture where you bring your four fingers together with your thumb and you trace using the side of your thumb from the center of the forehead down all the way to the throat. And I like to do it three times because I usually have to really work on getting myself back. But this is American Sign Language for God. And I love it because it pulls us back into our center and it reminds us of our heart's desire. The biggest thing is really checking in and making sure that your heart's desire is something that you can filter through all those seven layers I took us Mm -hmm. through. Because so often when we don't do that and we find our dream not coming to be because we're afraid to like pay for the course or we feel like we're not worthy to invest the money in ourselves, to grow like oh you know I don't I mean you know I really shouldn't spend the money on myself I need it for the kids this summer and uh, then you know like that dream well that really wasn't a heart's desire you couldn't get it through that second energy center with the money and relationships so maybe you want to reevaluate it maybe you want to do the money release of limiting beliefs but this is something that's very very helpful so you just draw yourself back to center and make sure it's a heart heart's desire and then things will start to unfold for you in a very easy and wonderful way. 
Ah, so beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you. So for those of you watching or catching the replay, if we ever meet in person and you see me do this or you meet Irina and you do this, <laughs> you'll totally understand we're getting back to the center. We're clearing everything out so we can really get back to our own heart's desire and not be getting polluted by other people's desires and their energy that may not be great for us. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And and Irina, thank you again so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you, Young, so much for having me. And thank you, everybody, Bye. for playing. <laughs> Bye. If you're looking for more ways to make this the best summer ever, head over to OurYoungCreators.com and grab our latest guide, 60 Low to No Cost Summer Boredom Busters. That's right. Keep your kids from uttering those dreaded words this summer with our 60 top activities. Again, that's ouryoungcreators.com slash summer. Cheers, my friends.